0: You'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast If this is your first time listening, then welcome. I am so honored and grateful to have you and just so excited to share these inspiring conversations with you. And if you've listened before, then welcome back. I love you. And today's guest I'm really excited for. You're going to love her. Her name is Rachel Ferreira, and Rachel is a certified Reiki practitioner, life guide, and spiritual teacher. She's the founder of the Align and Shine movement, and she specializes and helping ambitious artists, creatives, and multi passionates to level up their lives and careers by learning to deeply love themselves, trust their intuition, and follow their unique paths. Her client base includes Broadway stars, TV series regulars, celebrity makeup artists, high profile event planners, top tier coaches, therapists, yoga teachers, and more. She is also an artist who believes in the powerful intersection of mindfulness and creativity, and she is an actress and singer who originated a role on Broadway, has performed on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and can be seen on Netflix. So I was introduced to Rachel by the coach that I worked with, Liz Kimball, um, and she connected us because she thought that we would get along, and our work is pretty similar, and after talking with her, I can say, yes, we absolutely got along, and our ideas and um, everything she shares in this episode, I just resonate with so deeply, and... When we recorded this episode, I was uh, in the midst of launching my Discover Your Creative Soul six-week creative workshop, And we talk a little bit about it in this episode, but during that process, you know, as that was a creative, that was my creative process and sharing this workshop that I created and was then now promoting it and getting people to sign up. In that process, I faced self-doubt and fear and my inner critic. And we talk about how that's normal in the creative process. And so it was actually beautiful to talk to Rachel and record this episode when we did because I was kind of going through that in the midst of that and talking to her like re-enlivened me and um, reminded me about the joy of the creative process and how it's just all part of it. And so in this episode, we talk a little bit more about how to clear your creative channel, how to remove those obstacles to creativity, a little bit more about her path in following the path of the unknown, saying no to Harvard and saying yes to her intuition, and talking about the difference between fear and doubt and intuition and the power of breath to move through creative blocks and talking about trusting your ideas and trusting your desires and going into what are the portals of your creativity and how do you find those little portals of delight and magic and so I was so inspired by talking with Rachel and so I know you'll be so inspired by hearing our conversation so without further ado here is Rachel Ferreira. Hi, Rachel. Thanks so much for coming on the Creative Soul Podcast today. Hello. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah. So the first question I ask everyone when they come on is, what is currently fueling your creative soul?
1: Mm. What is fueling my creative soul? You know, nature is the first Mm. answer that came to mind, which... I I feel like that's often true for me. And I, you know, nature of of kind of any kind, it can be, I think when I, the first thing I think when I say that is like really like highly concentrated nature, right? Like, okay, so does that mean I need to be in a forest? But no, not necessarily. I mean, for me, sometimes that's literally walking to the park in my neighborhood and just being in the park and sitting with or standing with a tree, like I feel really connected to trees. I feel like they have such wisdom and feel so grounding and healing. And I feel like when I am able to engage with nature in that way, or similarly, if I go to the ocean, right, it's like just this, oh my gosh, It's it's like water, right? It's like feels cleansing, just It feels like it's washing over me, even if I'm not in the water. It's like the energy of the ocean, right? That energy just washing over and cleansing. And it feels like it clears my vessel, right? Any connection with nature. It can also just be when I go on a walk and the sun is shining and I I feel the sun or I notice the breeze on my face if it's a colder day. And I, I feel so much for me. Creativity and being creatively fueled is about removing the obstacles to creativity, mm. right? Mm. So remove so all of those things that I'm describing that I feel with nature feel like they clear my vessel essentially. Mm. And so when my vessel is clear, I am then available for creativity to flow through me.
0: Mm, oh my gosh. Yeah. I love the way you put that. And I totally agree just about nature being inspiration, especially the water. I'm like such an oh. ocean lover. And I was just actually in the redwoods a couple weeks ago with some of my best friends. And like, there was no people around just the redwoods and like being surrounded by these magnificent trees was just like, I can't even describe it in words. It was just like awe inspiring because you're reminded of of like how small you are and how nature like nature is so intelligent. And we were walking through these like forests and the different ways that the forest has adapted to like new growth. And like the trees were growing in all certain like shapes and sizes that it was just like, oh my gosh, like we are part of this intelligence. And it just like reminded me just how connected we all are and just how, yeah, like putting yourself in nature is like it's just bigger than words can even describe.
1: Absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. I have never spent time in the redwoods. I've like driven by them. Yes. (laughs) I've like driven by the area. And so, you know, I got to like see a couple of redwood trees and I made us pull over. We were on a road trip and we were kind of on a time like on a schedule, but I was like, we have to pull over so I can touch this tree. (laughs) And it was just so powerful. And I, I can only imagine being, you know, being in the midst of, of the redwoods. And I, that for sure I need to do that. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: There's like this little town up way up north in Northern California, like above Humboldt that we were at and it was just so gorgeous. And so I loved also what you said about like making yourself available to creativity and removing the obstacles that keep us from being available to that divine channel and stuff. And so what are, what are other things that typically block you or, you know, things that you've seen in other people that keep you from being that clear channel?
1: Mm, you know, one of the main things that I see in, I mean, it it can happen with me. And then also I see it a lot in clients that I work with is the shoulds and supposed tos, Mm. right? So, and that those can come in so many different forms. So it can be directly related to the creative project Mm. that you want to work on, right? So it could be like, oh no, so I've decided I want to write a book, right? And this is not me, this is hypothetical. Um, <laughs> so someone might be saying to themselves like, okay, I've decided I want to write a book and then they sit down and they have this idea, you know, and I a seed enough of, of an idea conceptually of what that will be and then they sit down and it's like all of a sudden there are all of these questions about what that book should look like what a person who writes a book is supposed to be like. What is the process around writing supposed to look like? What should the structure be, right? And of course, there are sometimes within a creative project decisions that are meant to be made, but it's very different when we're coming at those from a place of okay, but what is it supposed to be what's what's the right way if it's ever I feel like in the midst of the creative process, if you're ever asking yourself, yeah, but what's the right way there chances are there has been some sort of disconnect with your creative channel, right mm. because that's that's not it's exactly what you were describing with the trees and like how how some of the things in this forest are just growing in these really interesting ways, right? Like you'll see, and you know, in, in cities or whatever, you'll see like the roots of trees coming up through the concrete, right? Like, because it's inevitable that that tree is going to grow and it doesn't care that it's not supposed to go through the concrete. (laughs) That is what it will do because it's meant to grow, right? We're meant to grow. We're meant to create. And I find that one of the best ways to clear that creative channel and to get the noise out of the way is notice. If you're ever going, well, what is it supposed to be? What, what, what should it be? And sometimes it's not related to the creative process. Sometimes it's that, especially for, so I believe that purpose is very much multifaceted, right? So Mm. I, I don't, thinks that it's like we're supposed to come to the planet and then like find one thing we're supposed to do and like what form that that lives in and then just do that forever more. I think even if there is like one career path that you're on and you do stick to that, there are so many other elements of life that I'm sure make you come alive, right? So a lot of times, especially for people who don't, haven't yet fully identified as artists or creatives but feel a creative calling of some kind or feel some pull of I think I'm meant to live a little more off the beaten path or maybe I'm supposed to leave my full-time job or maybe you know anything like that sometimes there's fear around that and a lot of it comes from these shoulds and supposed tos. Like, no, I went to school for this. I started a career in this. And so I am supposed to stay on this path because that is what I've learned. So then that can stop us from going down the creative path that's calling us. Mm. You know, some people it's even, you know, maybe you feel called to to explore something creatively, but you feel like I, I had a client who was going through this. She, she's absolutely a creative, but she very much had been working like in the corporate world and was feeling like in her spirit, in her soul, she needed more connection to creativity and to music. And cause that had always been a part of her life, but she's kind of pushed it away when she went on this other path of corporate, you know, business life. And She, when she was trying to re-engage with her creativity and with music and with song, singing, all of that, she said, I just feel like when I look at people who I think are creative people, it's like they have this thing, like there's this thing that makes you creative. And I just don't know if I have that thing. Oh my gosh. And I, I believe
0: we are all creative beings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That makes me think of like the path of the known versus the path of the unknown and maybe following Mm -hmm. your path, like following the way that people have done it before is kind of following a path of the known. And that might be like the safe path versus listening to you, you and how you want to do it and not how it should be done is the scarier path because it's more of a path of the unknown because it hasn't been done before because you're the only one who can take that path because it's the only path, it's the path that's meant for you. And so if you feel that calling, that's what can be so hard about like being brave enough to take the creative path because it's it's the path that's forged by you. And I think that's mm-hmm. really, really cool to then see people who previously didn't think that they have that thing or that that like magic but it's, you know, everyone does, it's all innate in all of us, just as it's innate in nature. Like we all have it. We're all part of the same living, breathing thing. So I love that that's what the work you do. And I'm curious, will you give us a little overview of like your journey and how you came to do what you do today and what do you do and how do you work <laughs> with people and what kind of artist are you? Give us all the background <laughs> stories.
1: Oh, things. Yes. Well, okay. So I, I, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm a first-generation Belizean American. My parents moved here when they were adults. I, born and raised in Tulsa, moved to New York City to go to NYU to study theater, which was a great surprise to me. If you had told me two years before that that's what I was going to do, I would have thought you were hilarious.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, Uh, what changed? What made you want to study
1: theater? I... I remembered that I had always wanted to be an actress. <laughs> wow. I like I to say it when I was a kid, but only in the context of things that weren't serious. Like only mm. if I was playing a game or if I was writing in my journal. But if like an adult asked me or a teacher or something, you had to write what you want to be. I never put that I wanted to be an actress. Mm. And then I fully forgot. I forgot about it by the time I was maybe nine or so. And then in high school, a friend of mine was, gonna go audition for the school musical and I was in choir so we were in choir together we sung together a lot and she was she wanted me to come with her you know to have a friend along and I was like okay so I'll audition and I auditioned for the musical which was the Wizard of Oz and I had a pretty fun time auditioning you know it was kind of like okay cool whatever and then I got called back for the lead And in that process, it was, I was hooked. It was over. Like I was, I was hooked and, and it just, everything in me came alive. And it was like a runaway train that could not be stopped. And all of my plans to go to an Ivy league school and study psychology and maybe music gone. I mean, They weren't gone because that was still in terms of the application process. That's what I, that's how I applied. NYU was the only school I really applied to for theater because a friend made me, made me. And then lo and behold, I, when it was time, I was like, okay, I have to make a decision now of where I'm going. And I was like, okay. I just remember the moment sitting there with my mother in the living room and giving her the letter from Harvard being like all right, please take it. Please take it and put it in the mail now before I change my mind because I'm going to NYU for a theater. Like I, I, everything in me knew it's what I, I had to do. My spirit wanted me to do. And I think that was an example of, come on, like how many people want to go to Harvard, like want to get into Harvard and then want to go to Harvard. And People would say like that's the safer path, and you're talking about known versus unknown. Like that's mm. the more known, solid, safe, steady path. Like you're you're set in a different way. If you're like, well, I am to Harvard, and like I'm educated in this way, and I have these connections, and, and NYU is great too, but it's different, right? I'm like going there for theater, different. Definitely not <laughs> choosing a path of the known there. Yes, um, <laughs> I think that's one of the first times I really remember like with a with an important, life-changing decision, following my intuition, right? Really Mm. tuning into my intuition and making the choice that felt a little bit illogical at the time, because Mm. by the time I did that, I had been acting for a a year,
0: Wow, maybe
1: a year and a half. And I'm like, I know that people who are other people who are going to be in this program, so many of them have been doing this for so many years and like, mm. what am I doing? But I knew I, I needed to do it. So anyways, went to NYU, studied theater, was in New York for a while after that, for many years, shortly after I graduated from college, maybe a year after I came across energy healing I started studying yoga and I I really studying yoga I didn't do like teacher training I mean I literally started reading books about yoga and Mm. then do yoga and reading about meditation reading about the chakra system like those energy centers in your body reading about all of that starting to apply what I could apply started meditating every day started doing yoga every day even if it was just you know 15 minutes or five minutes or but every day. And as I was going through that journey, I kept coming across this thing called Reiki Mm. energy healing. And I, every time that I saw it in a book and read about it, it was like this feeling of like, zoom in, like there's something for you here. And I, so I continued just noticing that happen. And finally, I'm like, okay, I need to, got it. Thank you. Thank you, science. Thank you, universe, for making <laughs> that clear to me, you know? And I was like, okay, I need to learn more about this. So I got a book about Reiki and I read that. And whoa, I was just amazed at this thing I was reading about. Like, okay, there's energy in your body and you can heal the energy in your body and like learning about what what your energy even does and why it matters and why it needs to be clear and how it can be healed and cleared. And it was just fascinating to me. And I realized I needed to be trained in it. I wanted to be trained in Reiki. Mm. And so I decided I was going to get trained in Reiki, but I didn't know how to do that because I was very new to all, all of this world. I, All of it was very new to me. And it was amazing very shortly after I made that decision internally, like I'm getting trained in this healing modality. My favorite bookstore in New York was opening a healing center and it was like a new agey bookstore, right? Like spiritual bookstore. They were opening a healing center and the very first class that they offered was Reiki level one training.
0: So that felt like a sign. So I signed up for it. Totally. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love hearing people's stories of like their path and how these synchronicities just keep appearing. And like, the more you listen to your intuition, it leads you down the path that you went on. And so I want to get more into your like spiritual journey later, but I'm curious. I think it's so cool that like you had to make that decision to attend NYU. And I wonder like, were there any moments of doubt or regret that you experienced once you were in the program and you're around these other people that probably have been studying since they were born and came out of the womb? And like, (laughs) did you, how did you kind of move through those feelings or overcome those things?
1: Yeah, that is a great question. And the answer to that is, yeah, I (laughs) definitely had, I had oh so many moments of like fear of like imposter syndrome of what am i doing of like what, what? <laughs> totally <laughs> like beyond words <laughs> beyond words right where it's just like you're so wound up and anxious about it and doubtful about it and i i absolutely had those feelings it, never before i went it was once i was there right? right so i knew i knew so clearly like no this is where i'm supposed to go and then I'm there, I'm there and I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I'm also looking around like exactly what you said, right? Like hearing people talk about all of the years that they'd been doing these really intense theater programs and like in the summers, like interlocking and like, I'm like, what's that? And (laughs) all, all, oh my gosh. And like how many years people had been preparing to be in the program that I was in, like literally like, well, I did this and, this and this and this and this and this and this and this, because I was hoping that I would be able to get into this program, you know, in <laughs> years. And I'm like, like, what? like does not compute my, I'm like, I felt like I was glitching. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. If that, if that's was their journey, like, how am I even here? And how is it possible that I also belong here when I've been doing this for, for so little time. And I really felt like I really a lot felt like I don't know what. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> mm. And I, like, I had that feeling a lot. I don't know what I'm doing, and I felt like I was looking for the right way to do it at that time. Mm. And it was hard because I was very much of an academic mind. I was always very good at school like, okay, you tell me what you need me to learn. I'm going to learn it. That's not hard to me. Like you, you, you just told me what you want me to learn. You told me what I needed to study to be able to do a good job on this test. Like, yeah, I'm totally the same way. (laughs) Like I, I, okay. So if I just put in the energy and like figure it out, then we're going to get a good grade on the test. That, that makes sense to me. It's not hard for me. And I, for some reason it's coming up that I feel like I'm supposed to share also that that is, that's not to discount anyone who doesn't have that experience with school. And like, for me, I also struggled with ADD or ADHD. I honestly can't even remember which one one, um, it was, but you know, I was on medication for that for a while when I was in middle school and high school. And then I had to get off of it because I was like, this is making my life feel Terrible. Like, I have Mm -hmm. no personality and I don't like anything. And so, there was in the midst of all of there were struggles and challenges that I moved through as well. And yet, I still understood. It's like I understood still, even in the midst of like, okay, I'm trying to get off of my medication and my level of focus and my ability to focus is like 2% because I've been on this medication for so many years. And even still i knew what i had to do in order to get the right answers on the test or write an essay on the test right so there was a right way i was very used to there being a right way to do something so then going to school we're
0: we're very much taught that there is a right way because there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer
1: (laughs) we're right there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer and there is a grading system based on how right or wrong your answers were. And I think it was really hard for me to transition to an artistic space Mm -hmm. that was still so much in the context of an academic world. Mm. So we're still getting grades, but now no one's quite exactly telling me how to get the right answer. You know what I mean? Like totally. it was it was really confusing. It was it, I'm thinking about it now. I'm like that, it was really confusing to me. And I think that's what was hard. Like we're being told to explore and to just, you know, all of the artistic and creative things, right? Of like allowing things to flow and like, you know, tap tuning into yourself and whatever. But then also we're being graded on how well we're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> that was confusing. Um, (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: I I think so. And I, yeah, so, so I think what, honestly, what got me out of it was just staying in the room. Mm -hmm. I, I briefly thought of leaving. I think it was after my first semester of college. I can't, I can't remember when it was. And I don't, I honestly don't remember very well the details, but I remember there was a point somewhere in my freshman year where I was like, I I might've made the wrong decision. And I was sort of looking at options of maybe transferring out of NYU. And I don't remember what happened. I think I just, I think that it was really wonderful that I allowed myself to fully explore that option. And that, you know, at the time I was still I feel like I was still so young, like I was still 17 or 18 at the time. And my mom was still like very involved with my decision-making processes, always letting me spearhead them, but very much supporting me in them. Mm. And I am really grateful to her that she also was like encouraging me to fully explore whatever I needed to fully explore. And we sort of together, like fully explored the option of, of transferring out and what that would look like. And I think when I actually looked at it, so again, my intuition kicked in and it was like, say, say, you can mm-hmm. do this. Say, mm-hmm. you're meant to be here. And that for me is, is what changed. And then it was just, all right, stay in the, just stay in the room, just stay mm-hmm. in the room. You're gonna keep learning. You're gonna keep growing. The people you're looking at now they are where they are because they stayed in the room at some point. Mm. Right? And you stay in the room, you'll be there too. You're good. You're fine. You're meant to be here. If you can, if you can study this for, or not even study it, if you can engage with this for a year before auditioning for this amazing program and you got in, why don't why don't you let that be evidence of something for yourself? Mm.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I'm so glad I asked that question because it's like you know, you initially made the decision, listen to your intuition and then you, then you kind of assume like, Oh, it was all great from there on out. But it's like, no, that's the, the, that's the whole creative process that you have to go through those like extreme ups and extreme downs and extreme moments of doubt. And did I, did I make the right decision? Like, what am I doing? Am I worthy of being here instead of like realizing like, yeah, of course you're worthy of being here. There's a reason why you're here. And just to like, continue to listen to that voice. And also giving yourself permission to, if it's really not working, explore how to get out of it. But like, I'm so, I'm glad you were able to like, come, come back full circle and come back to that. That mm-hmm. That's just like so inspiring to hear. So thank you for sharing all of that. Thank you for
1: asking that because I think it's really important, an important conversation to have as well, because I think we talk a lot about, I know I talk a lot about it and I know, I feel like you, this is in your world as well, just this idea of, following your intuition, allowing your Mm. intuition to guide you and lead you, especially through the creative process. And and I I feel like there's a misconception that if we're following our intuition, then there will never be any self-doubt and it's all going to be smooth sailing and easy. And, you know, but that's, that's not necessarily true. I do believe that if we move through our lives following our intuition, there's a greater sense of ease that we experience than if we are not. But that doesn't mean that we don't experience that other side of things, which is the self doubt, which sometimes, which is the challenge, but that's also because that's part of the growth process because when you're on the others,
0: when you move through it anyway, what happens mm. now you're different. Totally. Yeah. I'm so glad we brought that up. Cause that's something that I definitely believe in my work of like recognizing that those things, self doubt and all of like did I am I doing the right thing all of those questions they're just part of the process so now it's like and i feel them come up in me all the time just yesterday i i just launched this new creative workshop and yesterday i was like thinking of how i was going to promote it and i just started to feel like oh my gosh why am i even doing this like why would anyone want to even sign up for this and i was just getting caught in all these like like just caught up in my inner critic and i'm like okay, Leah, take a step back, recognize it. Okay, it's happening. Like this is part of the process and we move through it and we work through it. And so, you know, no matter how many times you go through it, it's just going to keep happening. But the more that we can just recognize it and allow it to fuel us and, and make space for those feelings rather than just like, think that now we have to stop what we're doing. And it was never, right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. It was never the right decision. Right. And, and recognizing, <laughs> starting to recognize the difference between fear and doubt and mm. intuition.
0: Mm, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious going back to like the, you know, getting trained in Reiki and stuff, like what are some of the tools that you use to help move through those feelings now, after you've had so much experience and training in these different modalities? breath Mm.
1: just that that's always my it's so funny because like this is a tool that is free (laughs) and available to everyone and it is one of my favorites is breath breath I think we forget the power of breathing intentionally and deeply Mm. and that's to me the first step because when our stress levels are high, right? So when we're in the midst of a spin cycle of self doubt and fear, our stress levels are high. Something <laughs> in us thinks that, you know, our, our body is responding as if there is a tiger chasing us, which there is not a tiger chasing us, we know, but our body is responding in that way. Our cortisol levels are really high. Our fight or flight, is is activated like all the adrenaline is going so that we can run in, from the tiger right <laughs> so all of that is happening when we which is like kind of nuts to think about but like when you're in a spin cycle like what you were describing even adrenaline is up cortisol is up your body's ready to fight or fly or, or flee mm-hmm. flight, flight flight flee, flee <laughs> yeah. go away right your body's like ready for that it's it's pumped and when you're in that state, energy is not going to your brain in the same way because it's going to your body so that you can physically run away or punch something really hard. So <laughs> your, your energy is being fueled to the physical to physically keep you safe, which means your mind is not working at its optimal mm-hmm. level. You can't make clear cognitive decisions when you're in that state because of the physiology of the body. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So breath. when you begin breathing deeply, if you take 10 deep breaths and like Breathe deeply into your belly and activate your vagus nerve. Like it starts to settle your system. It lowers your cortisol levels. That's the stress hormone. Mm. And you literally begin to be able to think more clearly, Mm. right? So you change your physiology, you change your state. And it's not just energetic. It's also like your biology, your physiology is responding to the breath.
0: Oh, yeah. I, you just took me through that whole thing. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. Oh. We're settled. <laughs> We're
1: okay. We're okay. So then from there, from there, and that's why I say that's the, fir- that's the first step. Because when mm. sometimes when we're like caught in it, we—that's when—that's when you notice yourself going, "Oh my god!" Like it's like the next day, right after you went through some like crazy cycle of thought, and you were like, "Well, I don't know who I was during that time." Right? <laughs> we all we all have it, and you're looking at it the next day, and you're like, what? "I couldn't even." You're like, I don't know. I think "Like that." Something that helps me is taking a walk, or I know something that helps me is telling a friend or something that helps me, it's taking a there's or something. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't remember. I couldn't figure out what to do, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, when that happens, when you're like, you just don't, in the moment of the spin cycle, you just, you don't even know what to do. You feel kind of frozen. If you breathe and start to settle the system, then you have more access to the simple, like, like the cognitive part that's going to say, oh, maybe I should ask myself what might help me feel better. And maybe I can actually hear the answer now. Right? So then right. you can actually start making choices that are helpful for yourself. And you know, then it is really starting to gather in your tool belt. Like what, what makes me feel good? What makes me feel connected? For me, I know meditation is really helpful. For me, I have the tool of Reiki and energy healing. I know how important it is to align my chakras, align this, the energy centers in my body. If I'm feeling off in that way, and I know how important it is really just anything for me that helps like clear and cleanse my energy field. Hmm. Because if I can do that, it's like, I can find my way back to my center back to the part of me who knows the difference between fear and truth.
0: Mm. Oh, that's so good. Who knows the difference between fear and truth? Yes. Oh, that's so important. And like breath, the simplest thing that we have access to at all times. Oh. But we sometimes forget to just like take that moment for ourselves.
1: Yeah. I highly mm. encourage 10 deep 10 deep breaths. It takes like 90 seconds.
0: Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for that. And I think that'll be helpful for a lot of people listening too. And so I'm super curious about like, what are you working on now? What's kind of exciting you and like, what kind of projects do you have going on and, and what's going on in your world?
1: Oh my goodness. I'm nervous to say this out loud. It's so new. It's like a little fledgling baby. And I'm, I'm, but I, but I'm excited to share the very general very general idea what's exciting me is right now I am in the midst of creating a mastermind like a <sighs> healing mastermind that's intimate and powerful and helps to find and connect to the aligned actions that helps us to move towards our dreams and our goals. like I just noticed that so many times creatives have projects that they know they wanna work on, but sometimes they get stuck in the how of it all Mm -hmm. and the overwhelm of it all because as creatives as well, we're like innovators and visionaries. And sometimes as an innovator or a visionary, you're gonna have a really big idea that there's not a clear path to necessarily because you're creating it. It's new. It is something new. It is something that doesn't exist that has never existed. And I I find that it's helpful to connect to aligned action and to find the path to aligned action, right? Like what's the best next step? Every step of the way, and how Mm -hmm. to connect to what is the best next step every step of the way. So, I currently have a membership. It's an Align and Shine membership. And we've done a little bit of this work in there. And I'm just seeing how beautifully it's unfolding Mm -hmm. that I just have had this idea over the last several months of, oh man, but what if we take that and really dive in? So, it's about alignment, right? Healing healing our lives, tending to ourselves to get the things out of the way that might Mm. be blocking or might be obstacles to our creative process or to our vision. And then it's about action. What is the aligned action? The action that has behind it, the energy of the divine, the energy of infinite intelligence, the energy of the universe backing it. Because when those are the actions we take, that's the most leveraged action. And that's when you see the process start to unfold really quickly or efficiently or easily. And then you're like, and then I I was at the grocery store and I heard this person talking and they were saying that they, they do exactly what I've been looking for someone. Like I've been looking for someone who does that and I just heard her say that. And I, I said, hi, and I told her about my project and she was like, oh my God, I've been looking for someone who does this. And, you know, those synchronicities start to happen because I believe that our creative ideas and the desires and dreams that we hold within us are not just from or just for us. Mm. I believe that those desires, those deepest desires and dreams are actually divinely led. They're divinely Mm. fueled. And that's because there are people in the world who need whatever this thing is that we want to create or who need us to live whatever that life is that we see for ourselves, right? Because they maybe need to be inspired by that or see it is possible or whatever. The desires we have, even if it feels like, well, is that selfish? Like, is it just for me? No. If you deeply desire this within the core of your being, there is a reason and it's not just for you. So anyway, I'm just like really leaning into that. And that like that, that, that mastermind healing mastermind that I'm creating is like all about that and really energizing people as they move through that process. So,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so much fun. And I just love like the, you can tell the passion and the energy that you have behind that. And like, we are so in alignment of this idea that like the ideas that you have, are from the universe and that you wouldn't even have the desire for the idea if it it wasn't meant for to be you know created into the world and to be birthed by you and so trusting your ideas and like following that thread and sharing your gifts with others is like something i'm so passionate about and definitely something i needed to hear today because even though that's something i tell other people it's like it's so beautiful to just hear that reflected back to you and that's just another example of like when you're following your path you're gonna meet the right people and you're gonna have those synchronicities. Like you said, the woman in the grocery store and it's like all these little things that we pay attention to, we see that they're, they've are they been guiding us the whole way. And so what a beautiful affirmation that like we're exactly where we're meant to be.
1: Absolutely. And, and also like on that similar note of like following our path, just following our unique path, we don't ever go wrong. And I just want to also acknowledge like sometimes there are dreams that we have for ourselves or visions that we have for ourselves right and we start going down the path of that thing because it's what it's called what's calling us and then along the way something shifts or something happens and like we're no longer going down that path now a lot Mm -hmm. of times what happens at that transition moment is judgment right Mm -hmm. judgment oh hey, well then if that's not, you know, for example, like my partner grew up wanting to play baseball and then had horrendous injuries happen to him that was like, yeah, that's not really going to happen, right? Like at a, at a professional level and he then became an actor. So when you're at that, at these crossroads, like sometimes it's something we can't control and sometimes it's a choice that we make. But either way, sometimes what can happen is, oh God, so then did I waste all of that time? Mm. Or you might think, well, okay, no, but I had this desire and I had this vision and I was following it and now I can't go that direction. So then I don't know if that means it's divinely guided. No, no, it still is. Because what I believe is that as we, we, Follow those dreams. We follow those visions. And as we do, we are gathering pieces along the way that will help us to become who we're meant to be, that will help us mm-hmm. to fulfill the life we're meant to, like, help us to fulfill whatever we're meant to fulfill in this lifetime. There is no wasted time. There is no wasted journey. It's all leading us to where we're meant to be. And we have to remember that the universe will always communicate with us in a, within a context and construct that we can currently understand. Mm. So sometimes we have to be pulled to lessons that we need to learn by a path that in that moment we can understand and it will be the path of least resistance for us to go that way. Like I was talking to a, a colleague of mine on her podcast, actually about she trained as a therapist and like, I think she finished her entire program and then was like, I want to be a coach because she discovered cooking somewhere along the way. And that feeling of like doubt or guilt or wasted time or wasted money or wasted, 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 you know, like that, that idea came up a lot for her and it's really recognizing no At the time, you felt you wanted to help people. You felt you were supposed to help people in some way, help them heal in some way, help them see things within themselves in some way. The construct that she could understand in the current moment was therapy. A therapist does that. So I will follow this path to become a therapist. Then along the way, something else was opened up to her. She might not have been able to go from point A to, I want to be a coach. She needed to go down that path of being trained as a therapist, studying as a therapist, gathering the immense amount of knowledge that she got from doing all of that so that she could then become a coach, right? And even with my partner, it's like he is still, still now, so many times in his journey of acting – He's he's relating to things that he felt when he was an athlete, to, to lessons he learned, to ways he learned to work because of being an athlete that he could only have learned from being an athlete.
0: Totally. Oh, yeah, I just love hearing that because it's like you're again kind of like coming back to this idea of like your path is your path and like you you know you took the path that you're meant to take you needed to learn the lessons that you needed to learn and like just trusting that it's exactly beautiful as it is and like there's nothing there's no regrets there's no I wish that I did this or you know I wish I should have done that but it's like it, it is. And that's, that's so beautiful in itself. And one thing that I love sharing as we get to the end of our conversation is creative resources with other people. And so I'm curious, what are you reading? What are you listening to? Or what are some things that have helped you throughout your path?
1: Whenever I talk about creativity, I think one of my favorite books, you've probably read it is Big Magic by yes. Elizabeth Gilbert. I, I just think it's so powerful and gives so much freedom in the creative process for sure. This might seem really silly, but I feel like one of the things I've been thinking about lately is what are like what are the portals to your creativity? So what Ooh, are the little that. and they can be really simple. Like what are the little tiny things that exponentially help your creative process? So for me, one what I've discovered is I know that, so I like writing, and sometimes I write spoken word poetry and music and all of that. So I love writing, but I also writing is one of those that like goes in and out of my life. Like there are phases, mm-hmm. and there's no judgment on it. It's fine. It's it always comes back. It's good. But what I notice is that when I when I start to feel like I want to be writing more, like my spirit is calling me now to be writing more, which is currently true. I, I by myself. Like the most beautiful journal that I can find. Mm. Because I have found that for me, it's like a beautiful face to write in a beautiful journal that inspires me just by looking at it is one of my portals to creativity. It's like this tiny little thing, right? So maybe for you, a beautiful journal might help, but I just want to, want to encourage and offer that idea of what's a portal to your creativity? Mm. I,
0: oh, I love that so much. And that just makes it like so much more fun and so much more delightful, which is what it's all about. It's about like accessing those little like hidden parts of delight and magic for you. And so I love like finding those little things that delight and work for you and and just like making it as fun as you can. Cause why not? That's why we're here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautiful. So where can people find you? Where can they find your work and all that you're doing?
1: Absolutely. You can find me on Instagram. I've been hanging out a lot on Instagram at the Rachel Ferreira, R A C H A E L F E R R E R A. So many E's and R's and A's in my name. (laughs) It's a little bit crazy. But yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, and from there, you can find links to my free. Align and Shine Facebook group. You can also find a link there to my Align and Shine membership that I mentioned, which is really lovely and I've been really enjoying. And that's like where that's that, that's like the seed nugget of where the mastermind was birthed from. And that membership's going to continue even though even when the mastermind opens, I'm just really excited. And you can also, if you're not really on social media or anything like that, you can also find all of this at my website, which is effortlesseasecoaching.com. And I have a free meditation there that you can visit too. That's really great. If you're experiencing anything like you're feeling writer's block or something like that, if you're feeling creatively stuck, or you're feeling in one of those spin cycles that we were talking about fear, imposter syndrome, any of those things, it's called back to center, back mm. to center and takes you back to center five minutes.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you. Yeah. We'll put all of those links in the show notes so people can check you out. And I'm just so excited. We had this conversation today and thank you so much for your energy. I feel like you've re-inspired a part of me. So thank you so much, Rachel.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. This was so delightful. You are an absolute delight. So
0: thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.